Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was he a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. It's Dume. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. It's Dume. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Ding dong, the witch is dead, the wicked witch, the witch is dead. I don't know why I started with that. There's no death in this studio tonight, I'll tell you that. Uh, This studio be full of life, man, full of Jamaican life, and I'll tell you why. (sighs) I remember I used to have trouble saying his name. Well, now, and no word of a lie, I don't even know his name, so I'll go to his his old name because I think he changed his name. But one of the uh, Harland Highway all-time favorites is here with us tonight in studio for the whole show, not just part of it, the whole show, Justin Schlegel is back, but he has changed his name. So let me just say welcome, Justin dot, dot, dot. And for the first time since changing my name officially, you just said it perfect. I know. I changed my life <laughs> to suit your verbal shortcomings, and you finally get it right. Finally. My master plan is complete. Optimus Prime. I have changed my name to Johnny Stonehenge. That's not true. It's Maya Angelou now. That's not true either. It's the Rolling Bones. That's not true. Finally, Queef Jerky. That one isn't either accurate. It's Justin Ian Daniels. Justin Ian. Now, do you have to say all three? or all do you three just say- or don't address me. Really? Just, that's Daniels. very noble. That's like a noble name. We, we, a have you bougie? been knighted? A little boo. I have eaten at a white castle. Uh, good enough. Tonight. You're a knight. As yes. far as I'm concerned, you are a knight. Justin, Lord Justin Ian Daniels will have the double cheeseburger and the crunchy curly fries, please. Bring me a Korean runaway, bathe her, and leave her in my chambers with fresh fruit and a marmoset. I shall watch them do battle. <laughs> yes, I have no pants on. <laughs> Yes, my lord. Yes. yes, my liege. Be swift about it, young Harlan. The forest is a rift with various creatures and bandits knocking at the castle gates. I've yet to see that marmoset in bringing young Sue Young Park. She doesn't know who her parents are. She'll live here <laughs> until her dying day. Again, no pants on. <laughs> Wow. Not only a new name, a new attitude. Now, what's going on, man? And that's true. I always had trouble saying your name. So many people did, which is why. So you've this isn't even a joke. You've really, truly, officially changed your name. I looked it up on SAG, on AFTRA. There was no Justin Ian These are actors' unions, by the way. SAG and AFTRA are not clowns he keeps in the back of his car. No, SAG is actually the state of my mother's disgusting boobs. Wow. AFTRA is my father's nickname for his butt cheeks. Wow. Saggy, wrinkled meat. (laughs) Uh, yeah, old Justin Stonehenge butt cheek brisket. I changed it to Ian Daniels. Daniels is my middle name. 
So I okay. didn't, didn't want to do anything super corny. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I met a dude around here whose name is, I kid you not, a, com- a comedian, Chet Lightning. Wow. I'm not kidding. Look up Chet Lightning I like on it, Facebook. though. He looks like a Chet Lightning. And, like, his real name, he said, was, like, Curtis Schlamsky. And he changed it to Chet Lightning. And he's, I like it. It's awkward. It, I, mean, I like it. Change your name, but keep it like it could be an actual name. And, right? And I tried to encourage you to go with something like oh, that. Oh, you wanted Can something I say it? wackadoo. What Can, did you tell him? I wanted him. I was going to offer him a free <laughs> rib dinner at uh, Red Lobster, even though they don't serve ribs, if he named himself Bingo McGee. <laughs> he, he was hell-bent oh. for weeks because you helped me. With this decision, this wasn't like an overnight thing. This is yeah. something I've mulled for a while, better part of a year and a half. And, you know, I, I, I ask you quite often with some large comedy and or life and or bowel movement decisions. Yeah. And you've yet to steer me wrong. Yeah. And you're like, yes, I believe Schlegel, your original name. It's difficult to spay, say, spell and remember. How about you change it? What do you think? And I gave you some suggestions, hated all of them. Yeah. And you throw out... How about this? And you get heart attack serious, and I wait for this masterpiece ah. to cross those pink bubblegum lips of yours. Bingo McGee. <laughs> and my thumb hovered over the end key on my phone. <laughs> I couldn't believe you are serious. And then every time we talked, is it bingo yet? I'm telling you, <laughs> man. Mr. People, no one will ever rem- rem- uh, forget the name Bingo McGee. Bingo McGee is a kid with a small rubber helmet <laughs> who has someone lead him around to his next arts and crafts corner. That's a kid that huffs turpentine, loves the taste of a good Crayola, and is going to hump an ottoman. Now, <laughs> an ottoman? An ottoman. Not are those those little brown things that slide down in the snow on their bellies? Nope, those are oh. the Cosby kids. But <laughs> the ottoman, yeah. Uh, so I went with Justin and Daniels. Much easier to wow, say. Wow, good for you, man. Can I tell you the day that it was the 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 you know, straw that broke the camel's back? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, today's the day. I had an audition for something. Yeah. Um, and I had to go into the building, and they butchered my whole name. It wasn't just like they didn't just get Justin Schlegel. It was like Jason Schmeigel or something. Yeah, right. Eleven forty-five. I'm the only person in there. I had an appointment. Oh no! The lady would not let me up. She wouldn't let me go upstairs. I'm like, this, this is me. There's my ID. You can see where the mix-up was. Wow. That's not your name. I need a Jason Smigel. You ain't going up to to talk to the peoples. Wow. I'm like, I'll my manager call you. I, I promise. This is me. If I see a Jason Smigel, he goes up. You Justin Splagigalagalagal, you ain't going up. Whoa. I didn't make it, and I got furious. They want to know, where, where were you? You had an 11.45. I'm like, Bertha down here with her one good eye and creepy sausage fingers yeah. and tiny non-existent neck wouldn't let me upstairs. Wow, so I'm like, That's that it. is Done. frustrating. Finished. Yeah, good for you. Finished. Done with it. And, uh, you know, people who listen to the Harlan Highway here, I, I, it was legitimate. When I couldn't say your name properly the first three, four times you're on, I, believe me, it was embarrassing for me, and uh, and uh, you know that was all real. So now uh, you've got a new name, Justin Ian Daniels. And my e- the Ian, by the way, is my brother's middle name. Okay. So I took I took actual family names to keep it somewhat genuine. Keep it. Okay. And I could never get mad at you. We would joke, but I could never actually get 
bummed that you couldn't pronounce my name because 90% of people I talked to never could. Yeah, I mean, it's I would, an odd one. I would uh, tell MCs during shows that would bring me up, like, it's Schlegel like bagel, Schlegel like bagel. Yeah, that's what you that. would tell me. Tell you. I actually thought that right now when I introduced you at the beginning. I thought bagel. Cause bagel, you, Schlegel. You had told me that. But you and don't want to be doing that. Up. Like, I, if you meet the queen, yes, your majesty, I'm Schlegel like bagel. Schlegel like bagel, your love. Please, thank you very yeah. much. Very good. I give you Sir Justin Schlegel. I said it wrong, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, she goes, I give you Sir Justin Schlegel like bagel. Schlegel as in a bagel. You're not, you're not supposed to say all of it, don't your majesty? Just the Schlegel like bagel. Do not question me in my decades of inbreed. Off with his heads. All I mean, of head. Um, all yeah. right, so you're here. Justin and Daniels, get used to it, people, or go eat a rubber hose, go is the saying. suckle a frog's nipple. Yeah, suckle some amphibian nipple areoli. Suckle a light socket in front of a loved one. Oh, go yeah. to a lighting store with a loved one, plug them in, and suckle their electrified potter- particles. <laughs> <laughs> Game set match on I, that one. I almost said potticules, and I go, "That's that's not a word. That's not a word." Um, so l- let's talk. When you came in here, you were a little bit fired up about something. I, I wouldn't let you tell me what it was. You were you were a little flummoxed. You were yeah. a little agitated. Something happened. I'm a let's little... let's hear it. Let's see if we can uh, work through it. I want your thoughts on something. Okay, my Twitter. It. I've brought up. You let me promote it. Yeah, Twitter, go ahead. At tell funny them. Justin. Say it again. Funny Justin on Twitter, at Funny Justin. There it is. Now, earlier today, um, I'm a fan of Louis C.K. His new show, uh, Louis on FX, is great. By the way, if you love him, you're going to love his brother, Casey and the Sunshine Band. Unbelievable disco. Yeah. So what happened? So the thing is, is earlier today, uh, I'm in a midday comedy showcase. I'm talking to this young comic i'm a i'm a young comic i'm only seven eight years in but yeah there's brand new guys like a year year and a half yeah yeah and he was talking about louis on fx and now it's just the most genius thing ever louis ck is a god amongst men second only to Pryor and carlin okay and i love i love louis ck i do yeah and then he was talking about the show and i was like well what's your favorite one he had yet to see any of them he had them all dvr'd Okay. And I kind of scratched my head. I was like, okay, well, his la- I will say his last comedy special was great. His airplane uh, chair in the sky bit was wonderful. He's, oh, I, I didn't see it. I've seen, I, I've seen like a snippet here or there. And then I kind of got a little like weirded out that this guy was singing his praises mixed in the company of other comics. And then afterwards, he begins to immediately badmouth Dane Cook out of nowhere. Wasn't solicited, wasn't... No one brought it up. Yeah. And, you know, those two have a little bit of history. I won't get into it. If you, you know it, you know it. You don't, you don't. But what got under my, ner- my skin, and I tweeted about this, um, and this is, this is the tweet, and it's, it's a little vulgar if you don't mind me saying no, it. No, let whatever. it rip, said, man. We Lou- can I handle said, it. I love Louis C.K., but it's got to be so hard with him going about his daily business with so many comedians' mouths hot glue gun to his dick. And the meaning? Reason, meaning so many people. Young comics yeah. are all over Louis C.K. as this modern god, and he's a great comic, and he is. He's one of the best in the world. But what I have the issue with, it's not the comics liking him. It's that they – it's the young comic mantra now, Louis C.K. is the best in the world, screw Dane Cook. 
Louis the Louis one end of the spectrum of, of hmm. genius. Yeah. Dane Cook is the bastard, is the villain. Oh, and boy. it's almost um, it's I'm 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 not kidding when I say in the young comedy community, it's it's a almost a chanted mantra. This is not the first kid I've heard say this. Yeah. Louis genius, Louis genius, Louis genius. Dane Cook sucks, Dane Cook sucks, Dane Cook sucks. And they say it when I truly believe is a selfish reason as if to say, hey, look, I am a valid person in comic. I'm a valid comic. I'm a real comic because I like Louis C.K. and Dane Cook is, is a douche. He sucks. Right. And he's not. Yeah. I've met him. You introduced yeah. me to him. Yeah. He is a good guy. He is a good comic. And he is a good person. 99.9% of people that have this opinion of him is because of hearsay and is because of other people giving them that opinion. And in a comedy community where there is such a level of creativity, it's, it's, I'm almost ashamed to see such a lack of original opinion in people. It, it's, it's such an assigned opinion. Yeah, it's a pack mentality. It, it's very packish. And if you yeah. want to feel like you are amongst... The, the cool kid crew, you're at the big lunch table in high school of, of, of comedy. Sure. Louis the best. Let yeah. me sing it to the heavens. And, and, he, and I have to reiterate this again. Mm-hmm. He is. Dane Cook is the bastard, the bastard. He is absolutely not. Dane Cook is a fine person and a fine comic. And when I wrote that tweet, I got blasted by ha. people. You, you is mother that right? effer. Are you scumbag? Louis is the best. Oh, I'm sorry, but what do people not worship you? you? They completely took it the wrong way. Like I was bashing Louis C.K. They missed the point right. that I was getting on comics for this predetermined, almost assigned opinion. Right. And I was yeah. like, no, you guys, you're, you're idiots. You're missing the point. It's nothing to do with Louis. Yeah. It's to do with you and your selfish proclamations of these two stances. Right. It's it's an idiotic thing. And did you recently? Did you see the episode of Louis where they had Louis C.K. and Dane Cook were in the same scene, and they both addressed the the, the happening of when Dane Cook was alleged to have stolen his material? No, I've, I've never some seen of the, the most show. Riveting eight to ten minutes of television you've ever seen. It's it does not look scripted. Dane genuinely gets into Louis like why did you never come to my defense and if I did do that it was not intentional I never did that right I mean I, I have to show it to you and if you're you know if you guys are listening search it out I think it's on Hulu or watch it on demand yeah but the episode of Louis C.K. and Dane Cook having the finally after years it's been 2006 since retaliation came out which is Dane Cook's album yeah and it had the tracks on there that people allege that he stole from Louis right He's never stolen before. He's never stolen since. The guy's got hours of material. Yeah, Dane didn't steal he, a damn thing. He didn't steal no. anything. He's constantly on. I've seen him at the Laugh Factory. I've seen him at the store. He's up working constantly. Right. And they address it, and they try and squash it. And you hear on screen the genuine pain in Dane Cook's voice and heart that 2006 was supposed to be my year. I had a right. double platinum album. I had right. two movies coming out. And I got to enjoy it for two months. And ever since then, I have become the villain. I, and you, what it was is it's, uh, he was upset with Louis that he never came to his defense. He never said anything. And Louis explained his side of it. Well, like, well, the bits kind of were similar. And then Dane makes his argument. I, I write constantly and I'm up constantly. Why would I have ever stolen just once out of nowhere? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Comics come up with similar premises all the time. Parallel thinking. Okay. Of course, and and 
I don't even know what the bit is, and I, I can already say that without knowing what the bit no, is. I know Dane personally. I know Louie personally. I've worked on the same stage with them many times. I'm friends with them, and uh, neither of those guys are hacky enough to take each other's material. Neither it just would, would never happen. They're both very creative. They're comedians. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's all uh, propaganda and it's all uh, a bunch of hoopla generated by lesser comedians that have nothing better to do than to create and stir up drama. Exactly. And it's a, it's a shame that he has been vilified, that Dane has been vilified the way that he has. It and is. I, I, I uh, am constantly defending Dane, and uh, I think it's uh, ridiculous. And. The problem is, let me let me try to break it down. A lot of the problem with Dane is a jealousy factor. Very much so, because it happened. I mean, he worked for uh, you know two decades to get to where he was, but that in, in the public's eye, that's the success was sudden and massive. Well, the thing with Dane too is Dane brought to the party an aspect. He brought a, a, a variable to the stand-up party that. Not many stand-up comedians can achieve, but probably secretly want to. And that uh, aspect is rock and roll. Dane brought kind of the rock and roll yeah. edge to stand-up comedy, which is tough to do. And many comics probably fancy themselves that cool and that slick and maybe that sexy, if that's how, how you see him. And most comics, no matter what they do, it's it's hard to get around the stigma of being a guy on stage, being goofy and telling jokes. And Dane was able to cross that bridge, and it, I think that helped with his success. And I think a lot of comics wish they could be there. And uh, I've seen it. I've seen it for the last uh, number of years, the jealousy and the cat calls, and it's stupid. And, you know, just going back to your earlier point, there is no best comic. There is no the greatest comic in the world. No. Comedy is, if you ever go into an art gallery, you'll see a Dali hanging next to a Degas, hanging next to a Picasso, and on and on and on. And comedians are pieces of art. They're all different brush strokes. They're all different styles. And I'll tell you what, I've seen guys like Steve Martin and, uh, you know, people at the top of their game that have made me laugh, and I've seen kids on amateur night knock my socks off and make yeah. me laugh. It, it's all it's all subjective. It's all a matter of taste and, and all that stuff that that people are tweeting you and arguing. It's just petty. It's petty. It's stupid. It's a waste of time. It is. Comedy isn't supposed to be filled with anger and debating and name-calling. Uh, these guys are working hard to bring you a product to make you laugh and leave it there. Yeah. You don't need to get involved in their squabbles or their personal life or make up stuff about them. No. So there you go. It's it, it you you honestly I couldn't put it any better. And I anybody really that's 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 venting on you, tweeting to you about two other guys and you're not even yeah. one of the guys, it it's you know, these are the types of tweets I would ignore. And I would just pay uh, attention to the ones where people tweet you and say something uh, that, uh, you know, what was is worth is talking the, about. The tweet was picked up by two uh, major comedy websites, and they retweeted it. Yeah. And then their followers got on. And as I said, it was a, a massive misunderstanding of what my point was. And I did go on in subsequent tweets and explain, no, here here was what I was saying, not Louie, but I'm, I'm – 
saddened to see this pervasive opinion with no backup. If you ask those people that are so you know, vilified against Dane Cook, yeah. why, why do you hate him? And they, they can't form a cohesive thought as to why. They just know, oh, in the company of my generation of comics, I'm supposed to. That's, that, yeah. that's, that makes me valid. No, it makes you an ass, for one, sure. a sheep, two, and three, the worst thing you could be, completely unoriginal in yeah. comedy. I mean, I have my. You want to know who my comedic idol is? And who? I, I tell anybody around here, eighty percent of people in my generation won't know who they are. Yeah. And the other twenty will scratch their head. Jim Varney. Oh, the uh, Ernest. Ernest guy. Ernest P. Wall. Guy's hilarious. And for some reason, has been forgotten in the comedic mindset and zeitgeist. Now, I dare you to go back and watch an Ernest film and not laugh hysterically. If you are, you're effing dead inside. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen a, a full movie, but I, I, I like the guy's energy. I like his goofiness. Dude, and, he had uh, so many characters beyond that Ernest character. Yeah. He was Jim Carrey before Jim Carrey. I mean, his character work, I mean, people seem to remember, you know, Ernest was the big popular one, obviously. That made up his body of work in the public eye. Yeah. But in, one of the, in each of those films that he did, Ernest goes to camp, Ernest goes to school, Ernest does this or that. Uh, Ernest does a poopy. Ernest goes to the outhouse and waits for that guy to meet him from Craigslist. He <laughs> played like nine or ten characters yeah. per film, and some of them were just, I mean, mind-blowingly funny. But I tell that now, people look at me in my generation of comics like I have autism, that it's like, oh, oh, it's uh, yeah, Mitch, it's supposed to be Mitch Hedberg, uh, Louis C.K., and uh, and Chris Rock, those those are what I'm. Those are the things I'm supposed to say yeah. in my scene. But I'll be dead honest with you. It's Brian Regan, um, Monty Python, and Jim Varney. Good are my are mine. Those are yours. Those and, are mine. And, and you shouldn't you shouldn't have to backpedal or uh, or and feel I uh, and so I'm an weird about variable. It. It's it's I don't feel weird, but I have people make me feel weird when I because I'm opinionated and I'll let them know. And I'm this weird like outlier because I'm still very social and integrate myself into the you know this new LA comedy scene, but it's weird to hear how uncreative a creative group of people are. Well, you know what's funny is you you can sit here and say that and you'll get flack from people about your three choices, and then mark my words, one day Justin is going to pop. As he said, he's kind of new in the game. Eight years isn't a long time in the stand-up world. But one day your star will rise higher and higher, and everyone will know your name, names, uh, and uh, people will look back and hear your three choices and go, "Oh, how hip! How hip that Justin uh, Ian Daniels th- loves Jim Varney. That is so cool. You know what? I love Jim Varney too. That's that's oh. how shallow it and all is. And then the cycle begins again. Yeah, and 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 you know, ten years from now, when you're known uh, everywhere. That you know, people will think it's so cool that you love Jim Varney. It's you know, so it's just so you can't you can't get it. You can't get on top of it. So the answer is just to carry on, be yourself, and uh, don't say bad things about people. I uh, I actually had it firsthand with Dane Cook once. I went and did a guy's uh, radio show, a very prominent uh, comedian, and he actually has a a, a, a big um, podcast right now. I'll say his name because. It's a true story. A guy named Mark Marin, who I actually 
really love. Uh, I've worked with him. He's a he's a buddy. I think he's super funny. That's it's it's so funny you say because I know and I want you to tell this story. Yeah, that is another guy in my generation of people that are head over heels for his podcast is great. Yeah, he's always been funny, but up until that podcast. He was struggling. He de- yeah, that podcast right. popped him. But you ask my generation of people now, yeah. they'll swear they've been following for a decade. And I'm like, right. no, the fuck you haven't. Yeah, this right. guy was performing at Johnny Seltzer's Chuckle Kingdom in Moncton, South Dakota for 800 bucks for nine shows, struggling in a Super 8 motel four years ago, and you didn't catch a sniff of him. But yeah. now that he has a podcast that you hope to one day be on – Oh, you'll sing its effing praises to the stars. It's this selfish opinion that drives me nuts. And the guy, bless him for now finding his success because he is a great comic. He's an amazing interviewer. Yeah, right? he's really he's good. funny. He did, the, he did a great speech at Just for Laughs this year. He gave the keynote. Andy oh, is Kindler, that right? Andy Kindler gave him the introduction. He gave one of the most heartfelt speeches about, I, 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 my manager said, I can't book you, Mark. You're unbookable. And... Then the podcast came out. He popped and found himself where he is now. But it's just so annoying to see these people in my generation level. That I'm, oh yeah, we've I've been. Oh, Marin's been one of the greats. Oh, shut the fuck up. You yeah, know right. he hasn't been. Right, right. He hasn't been at all to you. He has a he has a vehicle that you now hope to one day jump in the passenger seat of and get your voice heard. Yeah, that's what you hope. This you're doing it for you. Okay. So yeah, don't, yeah. Don't tell me you're all crazy and it was comedy. Name two jokes of his. Oh, you can't because you probably haven't even heard any of his stand up. <laughs> and it's annoying as hell. But I got sidetracked. You went on there once and that oh, Dan yeah, Cook yeah. discussion came up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I got on his radio show. And this was a number of years ago. Uh, he was doing his own radio show. And uh, I went on because uh, I'm his friend and uh, we, we like each other and we've had some great times. We've actually uh, worked in uh, in different parts of the world together. And and so I got on the show and we we're having a great interview and all of a sudden uh, he starts ragging on Dane Cook. And I, I, I was like, uh, Mark, you know, come on, man. Dane's a buddy. Uh, you know, why, why are you ragging on the guy? And and Mark was kind of like, well, the guy, you should see him live. He has no punchlines, and he just rambles on and blah, blah, blah. And, and I could tell he was just kind of, you know, spewing uh, some negativity. And so I called him out, and I said, I said, Mark, have you ever seen Dane Cook live? Have you ever seen him perform with your own eyes? He goes, no. And I go, Mark, stop ragging on the guy. You know, and you know, Mark's a smart, intelligent guy, and and you know, he's a he's a bit. Mark is the first guy to admit it. He's insecure. He's competitive. He's yeah. and and that's all part of his that's shtick. Part of his that's charm. part of what he reveals to people. And 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 you know, him ragging on Dane was part of that. But at the same time, it was real and it was tangible. And I didn't like it. And I told him, and uh, it you know, it didn't it didn't damage anything between me and Mark, but. It just echoed um, the 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 feeling, the sentiment that was going around about Dane Cook, and uh, it's not warranted. I've always said this: Dane worked super hard. He's super creative. He's one of the few comics out there that every time you see him, he will have ten, fifteen minutes of new material. He just yeah. keeps going and going. It's not easy to do, and, uh, and good what, for him. What a but what a burden 
on him now to have um, imagine uh, having grabbed that brass ring, like you said, the rock star comic, not achieved. Dare I say, say since the days of Pryor, or maybe even Eddie Murphy? Raw. I don't even think Pryor had the rock star thing. Pryor was kind of. He was kind of like the shocking African-American guy that came out. Yeah. He was outspoken. He was funny. But I don't think anyone would, uh, you know, call him like rock well, star Eddie Murphy, then. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was closest, raw, yeah. Remember the, the, the purple suit, the leather. That. I'd say not since yeah. then yeah. did he get that. And, and Dice Clay maybe Dice a little bit. Dice was close, but not on, not on quite such a mega level. Dice did come close. Dice came close, but on a cartoony level. Dane came through as like a real kind of like a grunge guy. Like a guy from the neighborhood who was, you know, kind of sexy and rock and roll, and you know, he pulled it off. But, but anyway, keep have, going. Imagine to have gotten that. Yeah, he, he hits it. Double platinum comedy album, first one in like thirty years or something yeah. that broke the Billboard, and to get that and to be like, my God, I've broken through, which should benefit all of us. Okay, a rising tide raises sure. all ships is a mentality exactly. I have, and to have that snatched from him so quickly. And then over the next five years, to become, to become a punchline himself, to become a villain. I mean, I, I I'm having trouble because I got fifteen nasty tweets from people today. <laughs> Imagine the burden that he has to bear emotionally and intellectually, yeah. and, and and even artistically as a performer, to think. That there is there's a generation and a half of people that despise me, and I've never met. Ninety nine. Yeah, but I think I think that that pocket of people is smaller than you think. I I think it's comedy nerds. I think it's amateur comics. I think it's jealous comics. I don't know, man. He catches it in mainstream a lot. Mm-hmm. Like he catches it in Rolling Stone. I've seen. Is it that in right? Newsweek. It's become there's such. You know, you, have you heard of there's such a thing as an internet meme? No. It's called a meme is uh, like when the double rainbow guy. Came okay. Out the del- like something that gets said so intensely, like it becomes so viral. Becomes type of viral. Thing? Yeah, a, a meme is just something that just gets. I think it's sort of like memory or something. Okay. But he sounds became, a lot like mean. It, it might as well be. Yeah. Because mean. That, he got caught into that, and the man can't shake it. He even did that. Um, he even did a special vicious cycle, where he tried to address it in a very small non. Um, uh, what was the big one? You think he did the Torgasm special with yeah. the round stage or yeah, yeah, stage yeah. and all that? He tried to do the opposite of that to please the comedy nerds and the geeks. Look, I'm in a small, intimate setting, yeah, and and still can't win. Like it's it's it. I I I mean it from the bottom of my heart. It's time for that shit to stop. The yeah. the guy is a good person. If he did allegedly do whatever people accuse him of, it was one effing hiccup okay i mean honestly it's, i'll it's, say it right now it's not even a hiccup it never happened it's it's dane's not that type of guy and um you know like i said comics cross topics all the time and and let me tell you something else that happens with comics sometimes comics when they watch each other because inevitably we end up at the same festivals mm-hmm. the same clubs and what happens is and this is true, you could watch a comic and something he says, a bit or a piece, could subliminally just stay stuck in your head. Yeah, it gets queued and you, up in the recesses. You, you watch so much stuff, you don't remember who said it, you don't remember that you ever heard it, you don't remember uh, w- what it was, and then one night you're laying in bed and you go, oh my God, what if giraffes were short? Oh my God, I just thought of that. 
and you forget that maybe three weeks ago you heard someone say it. And so it's perfectly innocent, and you do a bit, and then boom. That that happens rarely, but it, it can happen, and I'm sure it's happened to every single stand-up comedian. I had that happen to me. Yeah. 100%. I had a comic email me mm-hmm. and said, hey, I saw something online. You did a bit that was very similar to mine. Remember, you and I worked together two and a half years ago yeah. in Jersey. And I'm like, you're right. Yeah, my it God, can I happen. bet my brain cued that up Absolutely. and it popped it out. Yeah. And then you also have the concept parallel thinking where, I mean, how many people, when Terry Schiavo was hooked up to all those tubes and stuff yeah. like that, how many comics wrote the line, man, that's the first time a husband has ever asked someone to take something out of his wife's mouth. Hey-ho! Hello! When they pulled the tube. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? It's, it's a parallel thought is all yeah. it is. Yeah, it's all it is, and it, it's completely... Are... Na- In fact, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. I think comics are so conscious of it. But again, Dane Cook is prolific. He's always creating. He's always... I mean, I, I would challenge anyone listening right now to go to a show in October and then go watch him again in November, and I'll bet you maybe 30, if not 50% of what he's doing is completely new. Yeah, and good. And good. And and, and, and entertaining. And even if you don't find a genius, I promise you it'll be probably 20% better than any other comic up and coming or on amateur night or even a seasoned comic could pull off. The guys... The guy's got the goods. I promise you from this interview, I kid you not, because a lot of comics love the Harlan Highway. I get compliments from them all the time after I do this podcast. Just the fact that we are here right now having this outside-of-the-norm discussion about this, you are going to get emails. I shit you not. I couldn't give a crap. I know. You don't care, and I don't care. It's just they are going to prove the points that I have made tonight themselves (laughs) unwittingly. By coming by responding like, "Oh, how could you defend that douche?" She's and, and like, "You never met him. You've probably never yeah, seen." Well, him they live. don't know him the way I know him. Yeah. They they haven't spent time with him. They haven't watched him struggle for ten years. They haven't watched how prolific he is. It was great seeing you two together at the Laugh Factory the first time yeah. you took me there. Getting this running running to him upstairs first time yeah. I ever got to meet him. Yeah, and you guys were just like old running buddies. Yeah, couldn't have been nicer to me. Immediately reaches mm-hmm. out for a handshake. Asks where I'm from. Am I going to get up tonight? Yeah. Hey, I'm about to go up. Sure. Give me a watch. Tell me what you think. And yeah. N- and there's no one around with cameras or anything for him to have to act like that. No. He wasn't putting on a face. No. It's just the no. way he acted. D- Dane, Dane is an intense guy. He can be edgy sometimes, but uh, he's, uh, he's, he's a good guy. He's a good, talented comic. He's actually been a guest on the Harlan Highway here many times. If you want to hear Dane... Uh, just, uh, go back through the archives and you'll find, uh, I think there's three or four visits that Dane made to the highway you here. Bring so him on again soon. yeah, I'm going to get him on here soon. I, maybe I'll get him on to talk about this stuff. That get could be fun about it. Just to finally, just, just turn the effing page on this and let this guy get on with what, well, the page is turned cause it, to, to me, it's all just a bunch of uh, nonsensical hoopla. At the end of the day, you look at what they do, what they're capable of. And if people are complaining and whining over Dane Cook doing a crossover bit of Louis C.K.'s or whoever in a career that has spanned 20 years and Dane has written 300 hours of material, as has Louis, if there's one crossover bit, well, whoop-de-doo, let's stop the world and pull the plug and watch the thing float off into the sea. It's, it's just ridiculous. How about so, instead of bitching about that, the time you spend 
flipping out online and writing blogs and pitching a bitch to other comics, I bet you crack open a joke book and grab your pen. How about you do yeah. that instead? Let's expend that energy on maybe some creative, positive pursuits instead of character defamation. Well, it's all like I said. Look, you you got to go with the analogy. It's like an art gallery. Okay, comics are all different, all creative. You go into an art gallery, you might hate the Rembrandt, you might love the Goya, whatever. It's art. You, you you don't want to see one painting, you turn and walk away. And if you want to spend more time staring at another painting, do it. It's art. But don't try to destroy the art by going, oh, my God, Picasso used blue. And look, oh, my God, Rembrandt used blue. Oh, my God, oh, he stole his blue. It's, it's like it's colors, it's brush strokes, it's textures, it's shading. Enjoy it. Stop trying to analyze it. Your job is to sit back and laugh. So well, let's let's leave it there. Done. And that's a quite a passionate conversation. We've actually used up the uh, the whole half hour here. We actually went a little bit over. Uh, a little a, serious tonight. A little serious, but uh, look, I could tell you were fired up when you came in here. And if there's one thing I know as a host. When my guests uh, have something, uh, a flame burning, I, I have to address it. I have to talk about it, and uh, you got it out. You channeled it through me, and now I'm going to jump off a cliff. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm going to saw through my wrist with a car key and put my balls on a George Foreman grill. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> It's okay. Kind kind of fun. Uh, maybe I our... enjoy this. I mean, I, I, sure. For those that are listening, that always enjoy our characters mm. and the goofiness and a little bit of the English Queen stuff you got at the beginning. <laughs> I love I love coming on and, and, and getting funny and silly because that's what ninety percent of the highway is. But I mean, there's <laughs> very much like your interview with um with Andy Dick. You know, every now and then these oh yeah a little Absolutely. serious I, I... and a little genuine. Oh man. yeah, I, I, I do enjoy these talks. I think Absolutely. some of the best comics are the ones that aren't always funny. They're the ones that are not always funny, but always interesting. Sure, and I, I, I like just following the flow, so tonight was a treat. I hope you folks liked it. And uh, listen, we're not afraid of your emails or your phone calls or anything like that, but be mature about them. You know, if I can uh, parallel it with something else, it's like people who argue politicians. It's like, oh, my God, you like Sarah Palin. You're evil. You're an idiot. Or, oh, you like Barack Obama. What a jackass. You know what? It's all just people trying to do their work, trying to be good at what they do. I don't believe there was any malicious intent. There was any type of sniping or uh, any type of, uh, you know, stealing going on. So let's, uh, let's leave it there. A serious episode of the Harland Highway. Good uh, Lord. Hello, Mark Marin on line five. <laughs> um. <laughs> Sir, we have Mark Marin with a 30 out six down at the gate right now. He says he's got a full <laughs> clip and a heart full of rage. Mark's a great guy. Uh, go listen to his podcast. And What's it called? Con- it's called WTF. 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 And just, just search WTF on, on Google. But I implore you, not just the podcast. Listen to his stand-up. His oh, stand-up yeah, go has see been him. good for so, oh. so long. And I God love bless the, the podcast for yeah. giving people uh, a window into his stand-up, which people are now getting to see. Both are great. Yeah. I mean, his, he's been wonderful for forever. 
Well, not only that, Mark has uh, he's been a regular guest on Conan for years, and he's kind of flown under the radar a bit because he only gets so much time. You only get six minutes on Conan, and Mark's been like me. He's been one of those return guests that Conan has, and my bits are a little faster and snappier and punchline-driven, and Mark is more of a rambler and tells long kind of stories, so... He kind of doesn't get to explode the way you want on Conan, so check him out online. Maybe there's some Conan interviews. And he's got a new CD out called This Has to Be Funny, which is Oh, great. good. Well, there this you go. This has to be funny. Um, and uh, and uh, I worked with Mark in New York a couple years ago. We spent a week at the uh, Gotham City Comedy Club together. Great guy, hilarious. And uh, we'll leave it there. I'm going to say this. We'll close it with this. So if anyone wants to send any hate mail, I'm friends and I've worked with Louis C.K. I think he's effing great. I'm friends and I've worked with Dane Cook. I think he's effing great. I'm friends and I've worked with Mark Maron. I think he's effing great. It's all about the laughter, the art. Leave your soap opera bullshit at home and let's keep on chuckling. Right here on the Harlan Highway, we've been talking with Justin Ian Daniels, or Sir Justin Ian Daniels. Where is the Korean woman? <laughs> I am fully erect. <laughs> I see the meerkat, but not the golden woman. I love it. Well, here's what we'll do. Since this one got serious, would you come back uh, and, and do another one with Let's us? Let's do another one. I swear, Harlan Highway hitchhikers, passengers, listeners, the next one will just be a moon bounce of giggle <laughs> nuggets and funny muffins and chuckle chowder. Grab a spoon. Fair enough. And you know what? Even if it went the other direction, so be it. We love having you here. Give the folks a little information about your radio show, about your uh, Facebook page, your website, all of it, and uh, then we'll shut her down. You Go can ahead. find me online, funnyjustin.com. It's also on Twitter, at funnyjustin. And if you guys want to listen to the radio show, it is 7 to midnight, Monday through Friday, Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so if you're out here on the West Coast, it is 4 to 9. You can go to 98online.com if you want to listen online. Or if you have an iPhone, an Android phone, or even a BlackBerry, you could text the word DOWNLOAD to 56332. And there's a link to download an app now to let you to listen to me right on your phone whenever you want to around the country, around the world. Wow, that was our second podcast episode right there. The wow. longest self-promotion moment I've, I've ever heard. I've got action figures coming yeah. out. One of okay. them smells like cinnamon. I've got a line of boy shorts coming out strictly for boys. They're made out of 100% burlap made in third world countries by young children who've been pistol whipped by their superiors. I have a line of rice coming out. It's called nice rice. It's the <laughs> smile time, fun time side dish. And I've got some <laughs> salad dressing I've made in the crack of my ass. Okay, there you go. He got it all out. Uh, and speaking of salads and dressing, we got a split, folks. Justin, thanks for being thanks, here. Buddy. You've been listening to the Harland Highway. And until next time, chicken chow mein, baby.